Blog Talk Radio. One bleeds red and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rival. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio with your host Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Hello, everybody, and good evening. Welcome to another edition of Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio. Wherever you may be, thanks for making us part of your night. Wow, Mike, we're just excited to be here once again. We're absolutely loaded tonight, and special guests are scheduled that I think you'll really enjoy hearing from, including Lou Tranquility from BFDFantasy.com and how about this? The number one player in all the world joins us tonight. Listeners can join the live chat room or call us at 347-324-5404. I'm your host, Scott Atkins, broadcasting live out of Indianapolis. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio is all about two average guys, a Louisville fan and a Kentucky fan who love fantasy football. Tonight and always, I'm joined by my big blue co-host. It's an honor, as always, to present over the waves of the online world. A great friend of mine from good old Brandenburg, Kentucky, Mr. Michael Trent. Mike, we're back, baby. This is show number two. Yeah, Scott. It's uh, you know what the first show was uh, awesome, and uh, we're looking forward to build on that. Uh, what a fun time it was, and uh, we're not letting up, my man. Uh, first off, want to I want to thank all our guests uh, from last week for being with us. Uh, also to some of our friends that uh, were able to catch the show the first time and. Anxiously awaiting tonight, and thanks so much to all of you, and uh, we will continue to bring a ton of insight into the world of fantasy sports, because we think we're good, and I think we are, and uh, we're going to help you choose your best lineup, uh, survivor pools. Uh, we're going to pick a five-pack, as we did last week, and uh, whatever you may want us to bring to the table, we'll We'll bring it to you, and you bring it to us. But, uh, Scott, pretty nice start, and looking forward to many more. But, uh, you know, without delay, I think you have something uh, special to let our listeners uh, talk about. Yeah, Mike, uh, we do. We have some big news to announce tonight, big to us anyway. Earlier this week, I had a conversation with Mark Roenick from the Fantasy Sports Channel. And after working out a few details and logistics, we decided to join their network of football insiders and gurus. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio is now a part of the Fantasy Sports Channel. Just a couple of guys with a show late night on Friday. So, without further ado... More live fantasy sports radio than anyone on the planet. Seven continuous hours of football, baseball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus seven hours of game day frenzy on Sunday. The Fantasy Sports Channel. Only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. So there you have it. Not only can you hear us on Blog Talk Radio, you can hear us weekly at www.thefantasysportschannel.com. And we're just thrilled to be a part of that great network. Check them out. There's a ton of great shows there. 
you're going to love it. Okay, now that I've said that, uh, let's see, on to some more important matters, matters you want to hear about, uh, the NFL and namely what happened in week seven that will tell us what will happen in week eight. Uh, I mean, isn't that what we all want to know? Uh, where will Sunday's magic be? The upsets, the blowout, uh, the surprisers? Now, as always, listeners can reach the show at any time by calling 347-324-5404 uh, or come on in and join the live chat room. Uh, it was lively uh, last week. We're looking for that this week. There's always great conversation going on in there. Uh, let's get right to it, shall we, Mike? Yeah, uh, we had some uh, We had some huge games last week, and we're not going to talk about all of them. Uh, but the one that stands out to me is that beating uh, that beating that your beloved Cowboys took by the hands of the St. Louis Rams. Mike, what happened? Well, I'll tell you what, Scott. That was uh, that was pretty ugly. Dallas looked atrocious Sunday. Uh, St. Louis. Uh, I know a lot of the listeners. They're not gonna. They won't understand what I'm gonna say, but. Uh, it, they're hitting their stride. Uh, I think uh, Stephen Jackson, by the way, is uh, 50-50, but I think he will play. Uh, he made a huge point in that game against Dallas, and I saw a little bit of a swagger out of the Rams uh, that you haven't seen in quite some time. Uh, Coach Haslett has been there, and I think that uh, that's all the Rams needed. I mean, they needed someone to come in, change the atmosphere, and bring a winning attitude. And uh, I think Hasley is doing that. Dallas, meanwhile, uh, they're my team. I mean, they're my NFL team. But uh, honestly, I'm sick of the drama. A head coach with no <laughs> backbone. Uh, players, yeah. I mean, the players don't respect him. An owner that likes to wear four hats, uh, he likes to be an owner, a GM, a coach, and a therapist. I mean, come on. And honestly, no <laughs> cohesiveness. And it's it bugs me, but I got to move on because the more I talk about it, the more I get upset. So, what's that tongue? They've got a, they've got a new tongue in the wings. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And uh, but you know, under the wings of uh, Jerry Jones, there is no coach, in my opinion. Uh, until Jerry Jones allows a coach to be a coach, I mean. Bill Parcells, the tuna, is one of the best in the world, and he couldn't he couldn't survive in that environment. So that's pretty tough. So it, it would be pretty it, it'd be pretty hard for Jason Garrett to do that. But uh, but the the very ugly game for me was uh, by the Colts. Uh, that was my only loss this week in our five pack, and I truly expected them to uh, to impress, but they depressed. And I don't think I've ever seen numbers by Peyton the ones I saw last Sunday. But I do have to disagree with you if we start talking about Dominic Rose, like he's going to be a big big gamer. He looks good. I don't good. think so. He looks yeah, good. He did. Look, he did. Two touchdowns, uh, but 3.65 yards carry, that's not going to do it. It's going to be Manning to Wayne or Harrison, Clark, Gonzalez, Trent, Atkins. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they'll they'll, they'll get a chance to prove that uh, Monday night. But one more thing is Nolan out at San Francisco means if you have if you have Frank Gore on your fantasy team, obviously you've been playing him, but expect even more because Singletary has already said it's going to be Gore, Gore, Gore. So that means All more, right. more, more. What you got, that's Scott? Good that's that's good news. I've got him everywhere, and I think. Uh, Mike uh, Mike Santos joined us in the, uh, the chat room tonight. He uh, he has him in the uh, 
in the main event too. So we're we're happy to hear that Singletary uh, is loving what he has in Gore. So what what about that uh, Denver uh, those Denver Broncos, man? Whew. Well, I don't know. It, it, you know, last year uh, they got off to a quick start and everything looked pretty good, and then it was uh oh problems problems and uh, you know I. I still think Denver has all the weapons and everything that could uh, that could come together, you know, to do running back by committee and this and that. But Jay Cutler is strong, and they throw to a lot of different wide receivers, but they just can't get it done defensively. And it puts Cutler in a hole, and I, I just don't know if Denver can uh, actually get it done. The, the AFC and the NFC – it's all about parity. I mean, there's a lot of parity in in the NFL. And kind of going back to uh, to our uh, fantasy football. When was the last time that you had LT drafted probably number one in most leagues? Adrian Peterson probably number two in most leagues, uh, along with uh, Brian Westbrook. They're not even close to being the leading scorers in fantasy football. This is crazy. Not only is the NFL has a lot of parity, but fantasy football has a lot of parity, and it's tough to pick who's going to be the man. There's definitely a lot of parity this year. And just back to that Denver game, I, I'm not sure they ever got off quick last year. I think they struggled all year, but this year they look very good. Even with that game last Monday night, uh, they've got the defensive issues they've got to shore up, but that offense is going to keep them in a lot of games. And I don't know what we were thinking with Selvin Young in, <laughs> when we picked him in uh, <laughs> NFFC in Chicago. But, uh, you know, New England, let's look at them a little bit. They, they look like the Patriots of old, uh, rolling through the Broncos 41-7. to Matt Castle was the story to me. He looked fantastic, um, 18 for 24, 185 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Randy Moss owners, don't rejoice just yet. This has as much to do with Denver's horrific secondary as it did anything else. They're fourth from the bottom in passing yards allowed, and they get another sweet matchup this week against the Rams, the Patriots do. So for those flirting with benching Moss or Welker, I know a couple of you, get them back in your lineups. Make sure they are in that uh, starting lineup. Also, the ground game for the Pats took a huge blow, uh, first with Maroney, and now both Morris and Lamont are doubtful this week with injuries. And here comes, are you ready for this, a rookie, Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis. Uh, did anybody see this coming? Uh, I don't know. I, I sure didn't. A rookie running back. Let's take a little closer look here. Uh, 65 yards on 13 carries and a score. Uh, this kid is, uh, it says he's 5'11". He's about 220 pounds from Ole Miss. I think he actually transferred from Indiana. And the notes here that I took down, um, I just looked at a draft uh, scouting. Uh, it said as a senior he rushed for 1,100 yards at 4.9 yards per carry at Ole Miss. That's SEC. He ran a 4.540 and a 34-inch vertical, which he improved upon. He bench-pressed 225 pounds 24 times. Uh, that's a 5'11", that's 220-pound frame. That's, that's, uh, that's kind of stocky. Scout in April said, and I quote here, he can block, he can run inside, and he always seems to fall forward when he gets hit, gaining an additional yard or two. Uh, Mike, I look for Green Ellis to punish this Rams D-line. They're allowing a Chief-like 162 yards on the ground. Um, I saw he went for over 500 in one of my WCFF uh, leagues this week uh, in blind bids. He went for over 300 in another. Uh, Falk will get his two, but in, in, in a pinch, they're both viable flexes this week. 
Yeah, you're right, Scott. And uh, going through the waiver wires, and uh, of course I'm only in about six or seven leagues, but going through the waiver wires, this kid went quick, and he went for a lot uh, when you're in blind bidding. There's obviously a lot of upside to this kid. Uh, I still think Falk will get more of uh, – I I think he'll get more of the carries, and I think he'll be more of the the guy to look for. But uh, Green Ellis has, I mean, a ton of upside, and uh, people are going to be all over him. I mean, they get all over somebody that, uh, you know, they can step in when an injury happens. And, uh, well, let's face it. Tom Brady, he stepped in when an injury happened. So you never know what can happen. Uh, this could be the next, uh, you know, I mean, this Green Ellis, he, he could be the next guy that could lead the league in rushing. Yeah. Just, well, just waiting for that opportunity. You never know with this league. It, it just really surprises me every year. You're, you're waiting for those Ernest Grahams and Ryan Grants, and I've got guys that were Notre Dame alums that – told me no way Ryan Grant does anything there. And, you know, the first week or two, I wasn't impressed. And so I didn't go after him. And then all of a sudden, here you have Ryan Grant uh, bursting on the league. So I know that's what folks are hoping for. They're crossing their fingers. They're praying for it. Uh, Green Ellis could be that guy, but we'll see. Let's, uh, let, let's take a quick uh, uh, move over here to uh, an, another segment. We've got another guest. Uh, like I told you earlier, we have the number one overall player in the world right now. Uh, in the Fantasy Football Players Championship. Many of you are playing in that this year. Uh, you guys have witnessed a wire-to-wire leader so far in Mike Krusek. I hope I said that right, 4-D. Uh, Mike, are you with us? Yes, I am. How you doing, Mike? Uh, glad glad that you're here. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. How's it going, Mike? Hi. First off, Mike, uh, what is the name 4-D? I know everybody wants to know. Where does that come from? It's the shortened version of four daughters, which is what I have, four girls. And that's part of the reason why I do fantasy football. It's an escape from the life of living with nothing but women. (laughs) I can relate to that. Wow. (laughs) Now, you're from Illinois. You're in the insurance business, right? Yes, insurance, and I would say investments, but I really don't know that that's a word you want to hear at this point in time. (laughs) They're always going to have insurance. Uh, now, do you talk to the guys in the office about how well you're doing here? I, I can only imagine. No, actually, I'm self-employed, so I am the office. You are the office. Yeah. Now, so your, previous, I, your previous co-manager, Baker Boy, he's doing well this year also. He's at number five overall. Tell me, what led to you guys uh, going solo this year, and why did you guys wait so long? Well, as you can see, the spread between us is huge. Um, I finally got the albatross off of my neck. And we've been together since the inception of uh, the World Championship of Fantasy Football. Yeah. And this year, we just decided, you know what, let's try something on our own. So when the FFPC came up, uh, both of us decided to get a league. I wasn't able to make it to Vegas this year, so I drafted online. Okay. I know that's one of the, the the nice features about the Fantasy Football Players Championship is that you can uh, draft online and live in the event uh, at Caesars, uh, both simultaneous drafts, and you and and everybody is in on that uh, grand prize of seventy five thousand. Now, what draft slot did you have there, Mike? I was at number two, and so that was a nice spot to start with, and that's where uh, where it went. You know, with Adrian Peterson, and then I went from there. 
Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to run by just a couple of names here so that everybody can get a feel for how this team has uh just rolled. Uh I'm going to I'm going to run off uh, by position here. Quarterbacks Jay Cutler, uh Garrard and O'Sullivan. Running backs Adrian Peterson, Reggie Bush and Maurice Jones-Drew, all three. Okay, you think that's bad enough that uh, MJD fell to the third and he and he had Adrian Peterson, Reggie Bush and Maurice Jones-Drew. He adds Chris Johnson from Tennessee, uh, Stecker and Dunn. Then he goes in wide receiver and lands the number one wide receiver in all the land, Greg Jennings. Uh, Santana Moss was having a huge year. Uh, Donnie Avery, Isaac Bruce, Ken, uh, Kevin Walter, who's uh, having a little bit down year compared to what we what we were hoping for. Rasheed Davis, Matt Jones, tight end Greg Olson. Got David Martin to back him up this week. Uh, Jason Elam, Pittsburgh D. That's just a loaded, loaded team, Mike. Congratulations. What's What's been the key to your success so far? Well, I think the biggest key has been that, for the most part, it's been healthy, the team. However, now Reggie Bush is out, so we're going to see what happens as we go forward from here. But I would have to say that I haven't had any major injuries, and I'm a little bit surprised at the way some of these players have done. I wasn't expecting quite what I got out of them like Greg Jennings being the leading receiver to this point and things like that. But uh, mostly just a lot of luck with not some injuries that are taking away the top players. Hey, Mike. Uh, this is Mike. It, uh, it, it does take a lot of luck uh, not having any injuries, but uh, the players that you have uh, that you drafted, uh, you obviously you did your homework. And uh, when, you, uh, when, you start, uh, when you start drafting players uh, – what time frame do you really look into it, uh, May, June, July? Well, actually, I started this one, I would have to say, for this year back in May because that's when we had the first draft with the FFPC, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. and we won't talk about that team. <laughs> <laughs> so Scott is kicking my butt in that one. <laughs> well. We, we we try our best. What are, what are your challenges that you see with this team moving forward? Because look, you've got a fantastic shot at this seventy-five grand. I know you've been thinking about it. We've all uh, everybody at FFPC has been looking at this team and 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 not really seeing a lot of challengers uh, that have that have been able to take that uh, thrown away from you. What what do you see as your challenges moving forward? Well, I have to get past this week because I've got quite a few players on by, and with Bush being hurt, that kind of affects my depth. And then from that point on, again, it's just going to be a lot of luck as far as injuries are concerned. Um, One of the things that I've tried to do is not mess around with the lineup unless I have to. The one week that I did play around thinking I was going to be a little bit smarter than I am is the week I had my worst score. So I just have the guys that I drafted, they start, and I let them go. Okay. Mike, can I ask you a real quick question? Um, Sure. I have a uh, when I'm starting players and this and that, I, I tend to uh, want to do matchups. Do you do matchups or do, do you pretty much start the guys? I mean, I heard you say you pretty much have your team and your lineup the way it is, but uh, do you ever consider matchups? For instance, I benched Ronnie Brown last week because he was against Baltimore. Uh, do mm-hmm. you do things like that or? How, how, how do you go about it? No, actually, with this team, I haven't. I've just 
I have my starting group, and unless they're on a buy or hurt, that's what I'm sticking in there. And like I said, the one week that I tried to play a matchup, it cost me a victory, and it was my lowest points scored for the year. Hmm. Okay. Good stuff. So I, yeah, I just think that these players, the way that they've started the year out and where I've gotten to, um, I'm not going to mess around with it. Absolutely. If, if it's not broke, don't fix it, man. We we love you for uh, keep keep doing what you're doing. Okay. Yep. We're rooting for you, Mike. Thanks for coming on the show. Hope you stop back by and let us know how things are going for you. We're definitely watching. I think everybody is. Uh, you're welcome on the show anytime. Uh, okay. Well, Mike, thanks a lot for having me. Yep, thanks again. And, uh, everybody, that was Mike Krusek, uh, 4D, uh, in the, the number one overall from the FFPC. He's the wire to wire leader so far. Uh, he's, he's just, uh, he's got a real good shot at, uh, at, at taking this whole thing. So, Mike, what do you think? That's I like the way, grand. I, well, you know what? I like the way he goes about it. Uh, it's not a platoon system like it is in, uh, baseball or football or, well, in, in real football, I mean, he goes by his rule that this is what I've got. I'm going to start them, and that's the way it is. And, uh, you know, so many times we get too caught up in uh, the matchups. And, uh, you know, Mike is he's very successful in doing what he's doing, and uh, I like what he's doing. And so I, I wish him all the luck, and I, I can't I can't wait. Scott, wouldn't that be so neat to have him on the show here in about uh, six, seven weeks and say, hey, Mike, congratulations, buddy. <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely got a good shot. He exploited the rule of uh, Fantasy Football Players Championship. You can start four running backs in that league, and when you're rolling out Adrian Peterson, Reggie Bush, Maurice Jones-Drew, and the rookie phenom, Chris Johnson, uh, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to hurt, put a hurt on a lot of teams. You throw in Jay Cutler and Greg Jennings, it doesn't really matter what the rest of the team looks like. That's, uh, he's got 140 points, uh, and he's yeah, averaging, I think, um, 149 uh, on the year. So, uh, hey, Mike, we're right on schedule tonight. Uh, things are rolling here. We've got uh, uh, a lot of action in the chat room. And before we get to the, what, what uh, is going on with our NFFC team, uh, we had a question. Uh, from Shoeless in the chat room, he asks, uh, "Santonio Holmes, um, obviously with the with the with the news, how long do you Smoking see him being out?" a little on the doobie. <laughs> how long do you see him being out? How many games are we talking about here? What kind of suspension is going to get uh, is going to get laid down here? Well, you know, I don't know. I mean, uh, it it sounds like Goodell is uh, he's pretty tough on some guys. Uh, since Pagliabue is gone, uh, Roger Goodell, is, he's pretty hands-on, I think. I mean, with Pac-Man Jones, which – or I'm sorry, Adam Jones, uh, with what he's went through. Uh, but I see, uh, I see him being uh, – I don't think Santana Holmes is going to – Do I? I say three. I, I'm guessing three games with the top – That's know, what, no that's what that. I'm thinking of. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, uh, Goodell, is, he's pretty tough on this, and uh, yeah. something's going to happen. I mean, it's its going to hurt your that route, though. Well, uh, I tell you what, there's a lot of action in the chat room. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to uh, keep up here. We've got uh, a, a full house tonight uh, loaded in the chat room. We're, we're, we appreciate all the support. Uh, again, you guys can reach the show at 347 324 
5404. We're looking forward to uh, Lou joining us uh, here on the show here soon uh, from BFDFantasy.com. Let's, let's real quick talk about our NFFC team, Mike. We're in the Chicago draft. Um, we, we started off great. We were 3-0. and uh, Then we dropped three straight. And uh, we're back to four and three. Um, we were 348. Oh, I'm sorry. We were up from 147 last week. We're ranked number 122 out of 348. Um, we dropped Javon Walker last week. We got tired of waiting on him. He finally does something as a as a decent little flex or fill in there. And so we had to go back and buy him again this week for 55 dollars. So I don't. Uh, I, it seems like that always happens. You hold on to a guy for 11 weeks, and on on the 12th week he blows up. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's crazy, Scott. I mean, every button we push, it seems like it's the wrong one. But, uh, you know, the, the leader in the league is, uh, you know, they're only a game and a half in front of us, and uh, we got a big game this week because uh, we're 4-3 and three and uh, the team we're playing is 5-2. and two, So, you know, if we can knock them off, which I think we can, uh, that'll push us up to 5-3. and three. They're 5-3, and three and we get enough points. Uh, next thing you know, we're just moving up the ladder. I mean, we are, we do have our backs against the wall, but uh, I mean, I like being in that situation sometimes. So, I mean, we can see what happens. We've got a we've got a decent little squad. We 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 did grab McNabb. Our running backs were solid. Obviously, we had the 13th hole. It's where we wanted to be in the draft. It was our second choice. Uh, we wanted to be right there around that turn because in NFFC you have the three RR and you get that crazy third round reversal there, and so. We wanted to be right there at the end and uh, for that early third-round pick, but we ended up snagging uh, Marion Barber uh, with the 13th pick. We had him uh, as our fourth player on our board. We, we, we had him as a 13th pick. We couldn't believe it. We came back and got Marshawn Lynch uh, at the 16th pick. So uh, we, were, we were excited to do that. Uh, we ended up loaded at, uh, wide, uh, at running back. We got Chris Johnson, and uh, we're just kind of hurting at, at wide receiver. We've, we banked on Jericho Cotri having a top-10 season, and, and that didn't happen. Well, and, and, and to be honest with you, this week for a flex position, I really wanted Nate Washington this week, but he went for two hundred and fifty dollars. We only bid one twenty four. Uh, missed yeah, missed out on that. So it looks looks like we're back to the Mike Furry well, we show uh, for flex. Hey Scott, we didn't have two hundred and fifty to spend on him. Yeah, no, that's right. Somebody else <laughs> came in and somebody else came in and grabbed him, and and, and he's going to do well. I didn't I didn't check yeah, to see will. if that was the team we're actually playing this week, but. Lou, uh, Lou, to, uh, Lou Tranquilia, BFDFantasy.com. Lou, how are you? Oh, I'm very good, Scott. How about yourself? Man, I loved, uh, loved the show the, today. It was uh, it was jam-packed. You guys have got to check out uh, the show that Lou does every week on Blog Talk Radio uh, slash BFD Fantasy Football. Uh, it's, it's an awesome hour show. I, you, you have a couple of shows throughout the week, don't you? I do, actually. I've got a Monday show, and I've got uh, Monday from 9 to 9.30, where I just roll through all the games from the day before, uh, give some heads up on fantasy football, and give people the idea, you know, what I've seen, because I've already watched every game by Monday night uh, at least once. And right now, playing behind me is the uh, Redskins and Browns game for the third time this week. Come watching it. So, uh, you know, obviously I'm a little bit of a junkie here, but I wanted to Really watch it and find out what what went on with this game, why why it was nothing nothing in the first half. You know, I make notes all through it, and uh, basically Jason Campbell uh, was fairly awful, but uh, Derek Anderson is just a disaster in this game. So. Yeah, Lou is, uh, Lou is known, I love it. Lou is known for watching uh, the games uh, at least a couple times, uh, each game a couple times throughout the week, and uh, 
if you've got to see, you've got to listen to that 30-minute show. It is just jam-packed, game to game to game. He gets in as much as you can, and really gets you ready for the week. So you, you really got to check that out. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the show, Lou. Um, I appreciate. Let's it. talk about uh, let's talk about BFD Fantasy a little bit. You've got a uh, you've got the uh, the website and the message board rolling. Uh, can you can you tell us a little bit about that? I can. BFD Fantasy Football, birth football, death. You know the uh, uh, the tagline is "Win or die trying." And uh, the the way I always explain the BFD thing, which is not your conventional fantasy football name for for a site, uh, is I was born for this. I live for fantasy football. I'm going to die playing this hobby. It's just a blast and have a good time with it. And that's what all this is. You know, I said today on the show that uh, this isn't brain surgery. It's just a good time, and, and that's how I like to treat it. And the site is uh, now uh, officially in its third year, but actually five years old. It took a couple of years to get, get you know, moving along. But uh, I'm happy with where it's going. I hope people will check it out. Uh, the news is posted daily, and, and, I mean, I keep it updated all day long. Fill up the week with different information and really, hopefully, hardcore information. Things like you know, watching the games twice a week that I can pass uh, what I see along and and give a little deeper perspective uh, through the fantasy site and also uh, try to help out through the shows so people can get a good feel for for just how into this hobby I certainly am. Well, hey, we really that appreciate sounds, that. I that sounds awesome. Uh, uh, the type of insight that that you bring, uh, I've checked it out and uh, I love it. I, I mean, I absolutely love it. And a lot of the work that you put into it uh, is, you know, I, I mean, that's awesome. And people love to see that stuff. And, uh, you know, it, I mean, just, just keep doing it and uh, we'll just keep working together. And, uh, you know, sounds great, yeah, well, Scott. Thank you. I really appreciate you guys uh, you know, mentioning the site for me. And uh, certainly, Ready to answer any fantasy questions or, you know, talk, talk a little fantasy shop, too. Yeah, well, well, I we do really have appreciate a fantasy you being here. Question. No Go ahead. Go ahead. Do you have time, Scott? Go ahead. Okay. Jake DeLome or Derek Anderson? Starting? <laughs> I mean, Derek Anderson, the reason, the reason I'm watching this game, I can tell you right now. Now, wait, is this – no, you're blue. Scott is red, isn't he? I am blue. I am blue. Okay, blue. Uh, the reason, the reason I, I mean, it's not even a question in my mind, is I, I'm watching this game again specifically to find out what is up with Derek Anderson, and he is he's uh, actually pathetic throwing the football at this point. He's completely <laughs> inaccurate. Uh, unless a guy is wide open, he can't hit him. And, uh, I, you know, I just think he, Derek Anderson is a week away. If it's, if it's a bad game in Jacksonville this week, I think you're seeing Brady, the Brady Quinn era start uh, in week uh, week ten. I just uh, okay. I, I don't think I can wait any longer for the guy. Okay, I really uh, I, I value your opinion, and I'm gonna give you one more: Jake Delhomme or Kurt Warner. Yeah, damn it! <laughs> Pardon the terminology. <laughs> I, I was staring at the computer <laughs> for an hour trying to figure that out. Okay, uh, actually, I you know in that match, Kurt Warner's at Carolina. That's correct. Well, and that's what I'm looking at. I've got them both on two teams and, you know, really trying to decide, do I like Warner on the road? They're going to have to throw the football. I don't like Edger and James in this game at all. I actually like Tim Hightower a little bit yeah. better at running back. So with Bolden banged up, just even if it's just a little bit, i, I got to go with Jake Galone at home. And I think there's no yeah. no way they can they can avoid throwing the football. 
uh, yeah. against the Arizona Cardinal defense. It's the it's the right. weakness of the defense, and and I I just like the Loma a little bit better. All right, thanks. I'm with that. Yeah, home cooking, man. I like home cooking. Yep, I'm I'm with that 100%. DeLome is going to have a huge day. Arizona allows 240 through the air every game, two touchdowns. It's going to be a DeLome to Steve Smith kind of day. Uh, and Arizona is typically bad on the road from what I remember last year. Uh, and I, and unless, they've, unless they've done something to change that, that it, you know. And I've got another question in the chat room, DeLome or Big Ben. I don't. I think that's a no-brainer too. Shoeless, you've got to, you've got to start uh, – You've got to start DeLome. Uh, Big Ben's got the, the Giants secondary to contend with. And while Derek Anderson looked good against them, I think you I think you take the safe play there and, and you go DeLome. So. Uh, Lou, let's see. What else? Uh, BFD Fantasy real quick. Um, one of the things that I know uh, about the site that was so valuable uh, to a lot of the high-stakes guys was the coaching tree, the coaching changes. Do you, you still do that? Of course I do, yeah. You know, I even added to it a little bit this this year. Uh, with the coaching tree, which is, uh, do you want me to give you, the, you know, give you the idea of, of what it is to the people listening in? No, absolutely. Yeah. All right, cool. What I what I do is, uh, I I am not a statistic based uh, fantasy football website. Of course, you know, I respect the statistics since that's how you win fantasy football games. However, what I've tried to do is go back and look at where the statistics come from, like offensive coordinators. You know, Mike Martz has consistently put quarterbacks in the top 12 of not only the NFL but fantasy football so why is that and where did he come from and Mike Martz you know uh, he goes through Dick Vermeil, which everyone is is familiar with Dick Vermeil, though was part of Don Coriel's offensive uh, uh, mm. coaching staff in San Diego so ultimately uh, uh, Martz is running Don Coriel's offense today which you know doesn't get any that doesn't really get much publication, which goes all the way back, by the way, to uh, I want to say Sammy Baugh, but it's uh, he's, it's not Sammy Baugh. It's uh, uh, Sonny Jurgensen that it, it goes back to the uh, Sonny Jurgensen. Yeah, it, it, it goes that far. Yeah, and and the coaching tree, it's a blast to do it because you find out things like that, uh, and you find guys like Bill Parcells, who who who's offensive coordinators, guys like Dan Henning or uh, Ron Earhart Ooh. back in the day. Uh, these guys all ran the Vince Lombardi offense, which was one wide receiver would get the ball, one running back was the primary guy, and the tight end was always used as a very valuable part of the offense. So if you look at Bill Parcell's coaching history, he's always got about a 75-catch wide receiver and another guy or two that's around that 40, 45 wide, uh, catch in the wide receiver range but the tight ends will end up in the 40 and 50 catch area. So, it, you know, you're just looking at the coaching tree. You can find out where stats are, you know, how they're actually built uh, through these offensive systems. It's, it's really a lot of fun to do. I go through every team, uh, update it every year, of course, because, you know, and there will be plenty of updates this year with all the firings going on. But right. uh, it, yeah. it's actually very interesting to do. And, and it also gives it clues you in on what guys could be, coming out of nowhere, uh, like up in Buffalo right now, where you got a guy like Turk Schoenert running the West Coast offense that he learned from Sam Weich in Cincinnati. And that was wow. a long time ago. Sam Sam Weich, I mean, he he kind of developed that with, uh, you know, I, Walsh I mean, he, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, and that's a long time ago, and people don't understand that, but uh, – 
that's pretty awesome stuff, Lou. And uh, yeah, you know, it's pretty neat the way you know the, the way you broke it down just now. I mean, we love that. That's great. Yeah, well, that's and that's that's what I try to do on the site and try to do on the shows and just you know, I, I could talk about this all night long. You know, my wife, of course, couldn't <laughs> talk about it all night long. But I can, so <laughs> it's in the blood, Lou. That's it's just in our blood. We can't do anything about it. And that coaching tree uh, uh, chart you have, and the, the the analysis that goes with it, is worth the price of admission alone. Uh, it's bfdfantasy.com. We really wanted to get Lou's insight into the big game this week: um, the Colts versus the Titans, the undefeated Titans in Tennessee. We feel like this has a, a game of huge fantasy significance as well as uh, playoff implications. If you talk about a Colts loss here, they've got a really uphill climb uh, the rest of their schedule. They've got the Patriots at the Steelers, Houston at San Diego, uh, at Jacksonville, uh, at Cleveland, uh, Tennessee again. <laughs> it's a murder schedule. They have got to win this game, Lou. What is gonna? What do you see happening here, fantasy-wise and just throughout the game? All right. I, uh, on, on Tennessee side of things, I think this is one of those games that uh, that will catch the Tennessee Titans uh, in their trap, if you will, which is running the football. As good as that's been, and I think it'll be fantastic in this game, by the way. I don't think there's any any reason to believe that suddenly Chris Johnson and Lendale White will not be effective against the Colts defense. As a matter of fact, they could be every bit as effective as they were against the Kansas City Chiefs last week. The difference is Peyton Manning and Reggie Wayne are on the other side of the ball, along with that old guy named Marvin Harrison and a young guy, Anthony Gonzalez. And, and this is what I see from the Colts this week. I think they keep Dominic Rhodes and Dallas Clark in to help uh, with that pass rush because the Colts' offensive line is really, really worn down. They're just not as good as they were in the past. I think they spread them out three wide with Gonzalez, Harrison, and Wayne, and Peyton throws the ball all day long against that defense which if you're going to look for a soft spot, that's about the only place you're going to find it. You know, uh, Cortland Finnegan uh, and the rest of the defensive backfield is a, is a good defensive backfield, not quite a great defensive backfield. I'll take my chances of Peyton Manning's back being against the wall, and he comes out with a win, and he comes out swinging the football around on Sunday. Wow. I, that's, I'm kind of leaning the same way. It's, it's, the NFL is kind of funny where you, you've got teams that are just – Hungry, they have to win. That's the Colts. That describes the Colts to a T right now. They have got to put a a little bit of a. Uh, there's so much distance already between the two teams. They've got to put a dent in that distance. And uh, I mean Tennessee, though. I think I read a stat. They've only allowed one passing touchdown all year. Is that right? Uh, you know, I don't know the exact statistic, but I'll, I'll give you this on Tennessee. And and of course, you know they uh, they they've been excellent. You know, I, I recall a game against the Ravens in there. Am I right about that? Yeah, uh, you know you got you, you know they haven't exactly faced the the Colts of offensive teams just yet. So you know you got Kansas City they they can't score a touchdown on the three of us. Uh, you know, so <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't over analyze what they've given up. I don't think they've been tested uh, quite as much as uh, you know we we would want to see. And again, Colts with their backs against the wall. I think from a fantasy perspective. Uh, you could start all three of those wide receivers and expect uh, four or five catches out of uh, out of every one of them this week. I, I don't see any other way they can get through Tennessee. Now, just just to be clear, as good as the Tennessee defense has been, 
they have given up production to uh, number one running backs. You know, uh, Adrian Peterson had a good day in Tennessee. Um, you know, they, they've, they've been uh, uh, the Jacksonville running backs had a good game against them. So they, they have been uh, knocked around a little bit here. You know, they had – I'm just going to give you the offenses that they, they faced so far here. Uh, Kansas City, Baltimore, uh, Minnesota, Houston when things were really not looking good, Cincinnati. Yeah. In Jacksonville, so they haven't been tested in the passing game. Uh, that's coming up, you know. Indianapolis, Green Bay, even Chicago are going to be some pretty good tests for them in the defensive backfield. Um, so I, Alex, I, 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 to- I, I, I really totally agree with you. Uh, I think uh, you know people that uh, loaded up on Dominic Rhodes uh, and fantasy football. You, you know, he got 27 points depending on the league. I mean, that was nice last week. But uh, from here on out, it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be Manning to Harrison, Wayne, Rowe, or. Uh, I got Gonzalez. 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 Yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, they're going to open this thing up. They got to do all they can because uh, Tony Dungy, he don't want to say it's a panic button, but let's face it. Uh, it's similar to Dallas. They've got to do something, and uh, I I see something happening with uh, Indianapolis this weekend. I really do. I, I, I hear you, and you know what a lot of what what I get a lot out of in watching these games so many times. Marvin Harrison should have had a touchdown last week. Manning just missed him. Uh, yep. yep, he did get he open. Had him, yeah, he had him beat. You know, Manning just missed him. Now, if you go back a couple of weeks. Uh, we were talking about Marvin. I think he only had like an eight-point game in a PPR league, and people right. were writing him off. But that was against Houston. He was open for two touchdowns. Two overthrows, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. And then he tore Baltimore apart. So I think what you got to do is uh, you stick with guys like this, and especially in a tough matchup like like, like the Tennessee Titans uh, on the road. I'm going to go with, like I said, Peyton in, uh, in that passing game and, and, and expect a, a good fantasy day out of him. Yeah, Marvin. He is getting he is he is getting good separation this year, and I'm 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 impressed by that. It just seems like I uh, I did bench him uh, the week that uh, he played Baltimore, and that just shattered me. It made me not want to watch football for the rest of the day. You go outside, you work in the yard, you come back in, and things aren't so bad. But man, uh, he comes back in uh, the next week once you throw him in the lineup, and he throws another clunker. It's just uh, it's just the way it goes. But Lou, we really appreciate you coming on bfdfantasy.com. Lou Tranquilly. Uh, appreciate you being here and uh, helping out the, the new show, man. My pleasure, and best of luck to you guys. I'll be glad to come on anytime you want me. Great. Thanks we a lot, Lou. All right, good luck this weekend. Okay, thanks, Lou. That was Lou Tranquilly, BFDFantasy.com. You guys have got to check out the site. Uh, it's just uh, some amazing content there, guys. You will not be disappointed. Um, what a segment. Colts over the yeah, Titans that was... is the prediction. Well. I don't know. I, I had a funny feeling a couple of days ago, uh, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not going. I'm not setting the record right now, Scott. But I, I told you a couple of days ago I had a funny feeling about the Colts, yeah. and uh, we'll see. We'll see. We've got a lot of action in but the chat room again. We've got some guys saying that uh, Tennessee will. Uh, the only way they lose this game, this is Coyote Streakers. The only way the Colts lose or the the Titans lose this game is with turnovers. So the defense of the Colts will have to step up. Uh, he sees a big running day uh, for the Titans, obviously. I think everybody uh, plays the Colts, feels like they're going to have a good running day. We'll see if uh, Dungy can get that uh, defense together um, before it's 
too late. There's no ball uh, Mike, we've, we've, we've got a lot to cover here. You know what? Um, we've got uh, Dr. Dish on the line uh, getting ready to break down the Louisville game for us before we go to Survivor Strategy, uh, which is next. Uh, Dr. Dish, are you with us? Yeah, I'm right here. How you been, Scott? Mike? Hey. The doctor is in hey. the house. Good to have you on the show, uh, Dr. Dish. We've got the Kentucky and Louisville game breakdowns. Mike, we're going to jump right to you uh, and break down Kentucky. Kentucky on the road at the Swamp against Florida. Florida's a 24-point favorite. 24. Yeah, yeah. I heard yeah, 26 yeah, yeah, down yeah. here. <laughs> it's kind of moved up, hasn't it, Neil? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Uh, the Gators in the Swamp, injuries on the Kentucky side galore. Tim Tebow trying to offset early season struggles to do what he has what hasn't been done in years, win a second Heisman in a row. A Florida team with as many they need a lot of lopsided wins to make them to make a case for a BCS game. So, why even bother? What? Well, guess what? <laughs> That's exactly the makings what happened with when Kentucky went to Tuscaloosa earlier this month. Alabama was busy climbing the rankings and had to deal with good old Kentucky with a bye week coming up. Alabama wins in the tight one, and uh, Nick Saban even commented that he felt he was pretty good at recognizing letdowns and such. Well, I don't know if he was or not. Florida goes to Georgia next week in a game to decide if an SEC team even gets in the championship game. So Coach Coach Urban Meyer and Florida say they'll be ready. I don't know. Uh it's gonna be a it's gonna be an uphill battle. Uh Kentucky's defense has a lot of injuries. They've got a lot of things that they're going through. But uh bottom line is I really believe that uh Kentucky will uh <laughs> It's funny. Last week I said, no, Kentucky won't cover against Arkansas. No chance, which they didn't. But this week uh, I feel good about Kentucky's defense, and uh, I still think they'll be able to keep Florida under 48 points. (laughs) 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 You like that? You like like the way he ended that? Neil, you've oh, got this is, the. Uh, this you, is you, as bad as I've seen a Kentucky team. I mean, I, I mean, as far as uh, physically being able to play right now, that seems like all their star players are hurt or out for the year or what. They, yeah. They have no wide receivers. It's really they're, gonna be they're definitely tough, they're tough definitely team. overmatched, and uh, we look for. Uh, I believe Percy Harvin will be in that game. So uh, wait a second. What? Wait, 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 wait. I'm getting a call. Alan Aldo's coming in right now. <laughs> Mash. Hey. What's going on, Alan Alda? He's in. Hawkeye. All right, I'm sorry. Neil, Neil, go ahead and break down the Louisville game. We have to do this. This is Red versus Blue Radio. We have to break down the Louisville-Kentucky game before we go back to the NFL. Neil, what do you got on the Louisville team? Well, this, uh, they're, they're building it the home game for uh, the U of L Cardinals over here at 3.30 uh, Saturday. Uh, right now, uh, we've moved down to only a three-and-a-half-point underdog. Uh, we we're playing our – Arguably, whether they're a top team, I think they're ranked 14th in the nation as South Florida team. They had one loss that was unexpected, I think, to Pittsburgh, uh, which was a good game, but they, they lost it. They've allowed only six rushing touchdowns all year, you know, and uh, they're ranked sixth in the nation in the fewest rushing yards allowed per game in 77.3 yards a game. 
where that's where uh, Louisville's strong points with their trio of running back Victor Anderson leading uh, their rookie or freshman leading the way, or Brock Bowen and Bilal Powell. But he's had six touchdowns rushing uh, already this year and really been a bright spot. Uh, he had 242 yards last week on the game, in the game on the, on the ground. Wow. And so he's, uh, uh, I mean, we're coming against by far probably the best best team or best defense we're going to play this year. They've got really a lot of speed and athleticism, very strong up the middle, and they really pursue and contain the, the football, you know. So, I mean, they, they're on the football from the minute they snap, and I think we're going to see speed. As with all these Florida teams, that's what really sets them apart from the rest of the nation. Like, oh, you can see it every year. They've just got more speed at every position than, than, than what you ever want to run into. <laughs> But uh, I'm kind of looking forward to the game. We got a, we've done, we've had our good luck with them up here in home games in the past. I think we've beat them both times we played them up here. But they've really put it on us down in in South Florida uh, both times we played them. So uh, I'm kind of looking forward to if we can get a get a good start. Now so far we haven't done that any game this year. We haven't. Uh, I don't think we've even scored the first quarter of any game we've played this year. Wow! I, I said it last week, and I hope, gosh, I hope we get started off. And we threw an interception, and remember we run one back right out of the, and got another. They got two touchdowns on us so fast. I thought, good golly, we're doing it again. But we <laughs> put about forty points on them after that, and end up pulling that one out. So that's pathetic. Yeah, Neil, you sound yeah. like me. Good God, we're done again. <laughs> that's what I. <laughs> we start off like that every week. I think, oh my. Uh, their that's defense what I was has been stepping when, up. That's uh, been the most surprising this year. That the defense has been so, uh, such a sweet surprise for this U of L team. And all the you have your. Uh, so, do you have your five your, picks uh, picked out? Pardon me. Do you have your five picks for the uh, games this week picked out? Yep, and we're going to get to that right after this segment, Mike. Uh, we've got the Survivor okay. Pool Strategy segment. Uh, it's, it's, time to play, it's time to play Survivor Island, oh. where we help our listeners survive this week in their Survivor Pools. Uh, guys, these Survivor Pools are going on everywhere you look, and we've got a guest that's joining us this week that just uh, called in. He's still alive in the ultimate Survivor Pool, uh, 900 teams left, uh, with a 25 grand top prize. Uh, John Wright from Indianapolis. John, how are you, bud? Doing great, Scott. How are you guys? Yeah. Fantastic. And uh, I tell you, this hour just goes by too fast. We need to we need to up this thing to 90 minutes. But listen, in a minute, I'm going to turn this thing over to Mike to give you the play of the week. But tell us about this challenge you're in, what teams you've used, and how many are still alive. Well, we started with about 8,000 entrants, and they're, we're down to 900. And like you said, it's for $25,000, and the contest usually goes into the playoffs. So I need to keep teams around that might be playing in Week 18 and beyond. So you can imagine it's a little different survivor pool. I've uh, Early on, I used the Giants in Pittsburgh, but I've been able to get past the last four weeks uh, with some losing teams like the Saints, the Vikings, and the Texans. And so uh, I think it's a good, good strategy to keep those uh, division leaders around. Yeah, that's great, man. Uh, Anytime you can I, use those. I'm sorry, Scott. Uh, John, uh, this is Mike. Uh, hey, so Mike. You, you've got uh, about 900 left in that? Yes. Wow. Well, congrats, man. Keep keep moving along. Uh, do you – you know, this was a question we had on our show last week. Uh, do you look uh, just for the week, or do you look in the future? 
Well, I in the first three weeks of the season, I just took the locks, the Steelers, the Cardinals, the Giants. Those were my first three teams. And uh, just, you know, staying alive. Uh, but after looking back in previous years and seeing that the winners usually go into week 18, week 19, I mean, there's a, there's only going to be eight eight teams playing in week 18. So I started looking at the, the worst division in each conference, the AFC West. Uh, the winner of that division is probably going to be playing at home in week 18. So I've got to keep right. both those teams around, the Broncos and the Chargers. Uh, the, the NFC North, uh, the Bears or the Packers, one of those teams is probably going to win that division. And, and be a favorite in Week 18. So, got we definitely got to look ahead and just can't take the locks. There's no right. second wow. prize. There's no hundredth prize. You know, there's only one prize. Wow. Exactly. Yeah, and I I totally understand that. And uh, you know, just in the uh, local that I'm in, uh, there's only 40 people in it, uh, and there's only three people left. And I'm lucky for once in 20 years, I'm finally one of them. Um, All right. Still alive, but, yeah, <laughs> and it feels kind of weird. I'm like, I'm still alive. It's week week eight, week nine, whatever. I'm still alive. Sure thing. But uh, John, I really wish you a lot of luck and uh, and moving on and moving forward. And uh, we hope you can uh, check in next week uh, and uh, tell us how many went out and. Yeah, I, I, see, I see five. I see five games as possible choices for John, and 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 I've, we've got Baltimore at home against Oakland. They're a seven-point favorite. You've got mm-hmm. Jets at home against the Chiefs. That's a thirteen-point spread. When do you see a thirteen-point spread? Uh, and it not involve the Patriots. You've got Philly off a of bye. Mike, you commented last week they're looking for teams off a of bye. Uh, they have a yeah. extra week to prepare. They're at home against Atlanta, which is also but Atlanta's off a bye. coming off a of bye too, Scott. Yep, and that's a nine-point spread. So that's a real tricky game there, but I look for Philly to just lay the wood to them. Washington on the road at Detroit, seven-and-a-half-point spread. That's a possibility. Uh, but you, you, you've got to think that those fans deserve a win at home, and so you're going to look for Detroit to probably try to uh, do their best to give them that. And then Jacksonville off a bye at home against Cleveland. That looks like a no-brainer, but Cleveland's got to be hungry. So you've got some choices there. Um, I don't want to jinx you, obviously. Um, do you do you want to let the listeners in on uh, who you picked, or do you want to just kind of hold that to the vest? Who are you taking, Well, I've, I've decided between uh, Jacksonville and uh, the Jets. Uh, I've got Jacksonville as a very likely participant as a wild card team in the playoffs. So, whereas I, I don't see myself picking them uh, on the road in Week 18, I'd like to keep them alive. I think the Jets pick is about as sweet as it gets all year. I think the Jets are about the uh, the eighth best team in the AFC. Uh, so I think they're going to miss the playoffs. And uh, playing Kansas City, you know, you can't beat it. So uh, I think I'm going to go with the Jets. Great pick, man. I hope uh, I hope it uh, does you well. And I, I, I look forward to uh, seeing you survive next week, John. Thanks for being on the show, man. Appreciate you bet. Time. Thanks for having me, guys. Okay. Hey, good thanks luck, buddy. a lot, John. You bet, Mike. That was John Wright uh, in Indianapolis, still alive in the Ultimate Survivor. I'd like to get the uh, link to that contest uh, maybe next week. Uh, he said there were 8,000 cool. in it in the beginning, 8,000. I'd love to – I mean, and there's a twenty five grand top prize, so uh, I'd love to see him uh, keep going and, and, and moving with that. So, obviously, we're probably the jinx, so hopefully he, he made his mind up before the show. So, uh, okay, we have five got, to go. Uh, we, 
Yeah, we've got five to go. We're running out of time. Uh, we've got the Against the Spread contest. It's time for our already legendary contest where someone will rightfully claim. Let's see Woo! here. They will rightfully claim. I am the smartest man alive! <laughs> Neil, you started off. Neil, you started off four and one. Your only loss to the Colts. Uh, the Colts let you down. Mike, you also had the exact same uh, plays as uh, Neil did. He's at uh, you're at four and one with the Colts loss. Rachel's in third at three and two. She took uh, she lost with Saints in Kentucky, and then I went in <clears throat> five. Um, it was a tough week, but uh, we've got a new week uh, of five games uh, rounded up here. So let's just run them real quick. South Florida at minus four and a half is our spread at Louisville. Uh, Rachel took South Florida. Neil, who do you have? I'm going to go with Louisville. Okay. Uh, Mike? Louisville. Okay. And uh, Ra- I'm gonna Rachel, Rachel's going with South Florida. Yep, and I'm going South Florida, too. I think they're just going to stomp us. Yeah. Uh, you've got Kentucky at Florida. Florida minus 24 and a half. Rachel took Kentucky. Who do you got? Mike? Kentucky plus 24 and a half. Okay. Neil? Florida. Florida, uh, I'm going to also take Kentucky. I think this is uh, this is a game that a they can keep at least reasonably within the, uh, a couple of touchdowns here. Chargers versus the Saints in Wembley Stadium. That's in London. Uh, Chargers minus three. The over-under on this game is 47. It ought to be just a nice uh, shootout here if, if Drew Brees can get his receivers the ball without Reggie Bush there. Uh, Mike, who do you got? Uh, I got San Diego minus three, and Rachel's got San Diego minus three. Okay, Neil? I'm going to break. I'm going to go with New Orleans this week. And I am also taking the Chargers this week. Uh, I think I think they'll just uh, have a, a, a pretty easy time with uh, without Reggie Bush being in that game and questions about the McAllister and steroids. Yeah. Okay. Giants at Pittsburgh is game four. Giants at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh minus two and a half. Rachel took Pittsburgh. Neil, who do you got? I think I'm going to go Pittsburgh, too. Okay. That's at Pittsburgh, isn't it? Yep. I like the under 42. The under 42. So Giants at Pittsburgh. Mike, who do you like? Under 42. you got to pick a team. you got to pick a winner. Doggone it. Uh, I'm going to take, uh, take Giants. Give me the Giants. <laughs> they might be Giants, boy. They might be Giants, boy. Okay. And, and uh, with, with the, the, the questions around, uh, you've got questions on both sides of the ball, really. I'm going to go ahead and take Pittsburgh minus the points as well. Finally, the last game, Colts at Titans. Rachel took Tennessee. Uh, Mike, who do you got? Uh, I'm going to take Indy. Indy? Give him one Neil? more chance. Neil? Well, up to last week, I had I thought Indy would be the team to take Tennessee out of it. But I think I'm still going to go with Indy, though. Yep, and I'm going to go with the Colts as well. I, I think this is their bounce-back week. Um, final thoughts here. We've got uh, one game, uh, Oakland at Baltimore. Baltimore's 3-3, three and three, Oakland's 2-4. and four. I think this is the lock of the week. Uh, Jamarcus Russell's going to be asked to win this game, and against that um, season secondary against Baltimore, there's just not a chance. You're going to see a lot of McGahee in this game. You're actually going to see Todd Heap finally get his first touchdown. Uh, he had it last week. Flacco actually just missed him. Uh, so hopefully uh, hopefully you can make some money on Baltimore with that win. We've also got Carolina as a lock against Arizona. Carolina at home, they're 5-2. and two. Arizona is a terrible uh, road team. They allow a ton of yards through the air. And, uh, hey, Scott, I got one for you. I got one for you. Go ahead. Yeah. The beloved BCS could be on the line this week. 
Penn Oklahoma. State versus Ohio State. If Ohio State beats Penn State, the BCS is messed up. If not, Penn State pays. Yeah. Ohio State is too run heavy, in my opinion. Penn State's going to shut them down, and they're going to prove that they uh, they're going to be that representative. You've got another good game in Oklahoma State and, and uh, Colt McCoy. So, gang, we're uh, we're just about out of time. We appreciate all the chat room, Mike, uh, Neil, everybody. Thanks for being part of the show. Thanks for having me. And, Thanks uh, for all the guests. Everybody. We look forward to doing it next week. This is Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio. You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time. for being part of uh, Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio. Uh, Michael Trent, Neil Adkins, Lou Tranquilli, John Wright was on the show tonight. We had Mike Krusek, number one overall in the world from the Fantasy Football Players Championship. Uh, it was a great show. We appreciate it. Uh, we, we might need to go 90 minutes, man. We just do not have enough time to get down everything we want to get in. So maybe it will be a 90-minute show next week. Uh, look forward to doing it again. Thanks to everybody for joining us. Again, you can reach the show at 347 347- Three two four five four zero four. This is Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio.